Watching you do a podcast, watching us do a podcast every Friday afternoon. They have been, yeah. Have they? Yeah, yeah. You don't see it. I see them. I see them now. Oh, you see them? I've never seen them. Yeah, no, I see them all the time. They're just out there being like, dude, they were watching us smoke weed the other day. Oh, were they really? Yeah. Your neighbors were watching us do a podcast and then smoke weed. They saw one person saw us and then another, they went and got another person and came back with another person and two heads stuck out the window. No like shit. Like you've never seen two young kings smoke weed before. <laughs> It made fucking news in Chippendale. Or fucking, or, or do a podcast in a living room. God forbid. It's like, dude, dude we have Jesus two lights set up Christ. here. This is a legitimate production. Yeah, I do. I, I, I've, I watch it because they're not in your eyesight. You don't see the angle. I see it all the fucking time. They're like fascinated by it. You watch them lose their minds. I watch this hanging pot plant start to get slowly out of control. Dude, it's, it's completely gone now. Dude, that, that plant is enveloping your wall. Yeah, it's kind of mad, isn't I it? I love it. Me too. Were you, dude, no bullshit. We bought that plant at ikea when it was just a bub like it was like this big yeah and we bought that we bought it when we first moved in here three years ago and now that's how big it is for the context of the listeners the longest vine coming out of that plant is pushing two and a half meters if rather more than that almost it's hectic it's it's a stretched it, out yeah for sure oh yeah if you stretch it all the way out that's hitting four no problem mm. But it's got that nice little curve going. I feel like this is an appropriate time to say that we are once again, unfortunately. Uh, no, fortunately, actually, I'm in a great fucking mood doing mm. a late night record. So we, we can't call anyone for a free lunch today. No, no. But that's acceptable. We've got three in the bank. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, guys, you're going to have to deal with it. I'm sorry. But yeah, we don't have any time during the day this week. It's a late night with the lunch boys. Dude, what the fuck are we going to do? You were in Brisbane on a farm stay with the family. Mm. I was in Newcastle doing the fantastic Newcastle Comedy Club. How was that? Dude. This weekend was one of the best weekends at the Newcastle Comedy Club I've ever had. Fucking no. I fucking murdered. I had car trouble all the way up. Sure. Uh, I need to now tomorrow, I need to fix my car. I'm convinced I can do it myself. There's a coolant leak. I reckon I can fix it. Oh, I had a coolant leak before my car died. Dude, it's a fucking nightmare. Take it to a mechanic, dude. No, I'm not doing it. I reckon I can fix the hose. I have the VIN number. I reckon I can replace the hose and fix it myself. That's a, that's a saving of like 350 bucks. I reckon I can do it. Okay, bro. I have faith in you, but damn, that's literally the thing that killed my dude, car. Dude, I'll report back. Because I have fixed the back lights on Michelle's car from water leak. Sure. I've replaced the back lights and I had to do an oil change. It's kind of different from a coolant leak. Correct him under. Let's stuff it up. Okay, all right. Let's get that promotion to the Premier League, baby. I'm going to oil up my forearms, look like a real man tomorrow. Okay. Digging through a Mitsubishi Lancer 2007. You know what's up. Fuck yeah, dude. (laughs) Having that tank top shit coming on. Hell yeah. Make Artie hold the flashlight for you. Artie can hold the flashlight for me. Yeah, I'll make it work. That's sick. And then the gig was sick. The gig was sick. Um, the Matildas obviously won on Saturday night. Sure. I saw the penalty shootout. I was emceeing. I saw them in between acts. Nice. And then I need to give like a genuine solid shout out to Newcastle's own Elliot Stewart. Yeah. Who on Saturday night. One of the young greats. Made a room full of white people laugh like black people. Awesome. Dude. I'm not even kidding. We're talking knee slaps. We're talking literally falling out of chairs. That's amazing. We are talking one of the hardest kills I have ever seen from any comedian ever. Holy and I shit. opened for fucking Sam Talent last week. Mm. It was that level murdering. Damn, he was Bernie Macking the autistic he whites. He was Bernie Macking the autistic regional whites. That's amazing, dude. It was phenomenal to the point where- I take my shit out. This whole room becomes a prime number. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's exactly what it was. That's great, dude. Dude, he killed so hard for three minutes before I brought on the headliner. I needed to not do bits. 
not reset the room. I needed to calm everyone down. Damn. It was like he unlocked a switch in the crowd that made everyone go, oh, yeah, that's right. We're drunk and we only live once. Oh, fuck. It was insane, dude. It was insane. You gave them a religious experience. He gave them a religious experience. It was, I genuinely, it was, I, you and I have watched so much comedy and mm. so much live comedy. That comes around every five years. That's, that was, but it was fucking mental, dude. That's hectic. And I killed and everyone killed. It was a really good night. Everyone was doing really well. It was a great show. And we didn't think it could go any higher. And then you had people falling out of their chairs it was God, that's good. Insane. What do you think it was that was so fucking magnetic about it? I can tell you exactly what it was. Can I suck that vape while you do You can suck that vape, dude. It was a Newcastle boy mm-hmm. relating to a Newcastle audience. Mm. The only one to deal with genuine hecklers and then slapping them down in a way that was... Because Elliot's a very slight human. He's a very small guy. Sure. Not anymore, bro. He's getting fucking... He looks like fucking Kangaroo Jack these days. Correct. But you can't swallow yourself past 5'8". You know no, what I mean? No, that's true. He's a short guy, but he's so warm and friendly that he, what he said was cutting, but it contrasts with his persona. Sure, yeah. It's almost like you're making me do this. And I don't want to do He it. was already hitting a higher level before he had to do that. And that took it to another level. Like, dude, it was genuinely breathtaking. Dude, it's also next level because you know he owns the club. So it's like- He owns the club as well. Not only is he crushing, but he's also making like bar sales that same night. That's fucking mad. He's murdering and he's taking the bar. God, it's that's good. Great. Well, fuck yeah, dude. Well, how was the farm stay? You guys went up to what? Bow Desert in Queensland? <laughs> yeah, Bow Desert in Queensland. The farm stay was actually quite, quite nice. How do Slavs deal with horses? Uh, Great. We might be the best with them. Why? Yeah, yeah. I was just asking. You were on farm we... stay. There were horses? Yeah, there, were, there was one horse. There was one horse and we all fucked with the horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking. What's horse. what's the question? Just walking up, nice shoes, come. Dude, we all like the horse. The kids fucking. I'll tell you what was nice is watching kids get braver around animals. Oh yeah, because they nice. weren't at the beginning. They were really like, especially dude, fucking. You get to feed sheep, right? Right. And the guy that owns the farm, he's like very personable and lovely, and he gives all the kids individual bowls and feeds them. And he's like, now just stick your hands out, and the sheep will come. But the sheep are so aggressive, so they like like headbutting each yeah, other of course, out yeah. of the way. And watching my like nephew Mickey, who's I think three, yeah, he's three years old and watching him go like, I've been given a job. I have to hold this bowl, but I'm so afraid. And then watching the sheep headbutt each other and him with his hands out like that. Aww. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. While the sheep fight over the the feed. Dude. And also being able to go like, dude, you did it. Very brave. Good stuff. And he learned to just go, I did it. And we'd be like, yes, you did it, dude. I also taught him a new trick. I taught him the what's that on your shirt? You taught him the what's that on your shirt? The flick his nose? The flick his nose, Mate, yep. you are racking up the uncle credentials right now. Taught him that, dude. He loves it, man. And then, dude, best part of the farm stay, genuinely, the second night, there's like a fire. There's a little campfire there. And it's me, my mom, my dad, and then the other people that are staying on the farm, this like very young Afghani couple. Mm-hmm. And we just start talking. Like, dad just goes like, so where are you from? And he's like, Afghanistan. And he's like, nice. And then it gets really, really quiet. And then, like, they start striking up a little bit more conversation. We mm. offer them marshmallows. They've never had marshmallows in a fire before. Oh, nice. They, they've only been here. The, the man was here for 12 years. His wife here for five years. Right? right. Okay. So we did that thing where he got out, set everything up. They came with him. This is the best part, dude. Okay. So we go, how'd you meet? And he goes, arranged marriage. 
Great. And I go, nice. <laughs> All right, nice. I go, fuck yeah, dude, that's sick. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> it goes back to what we were talking about where it's like Islam is for the bros. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, this guy was like arranged marriage is fucking lit. Yeah, he's like, dude, this is sick. My mom fucking hooked me up. <laughs> My mom hooked me up with a total bang. <laughs> with a 10, dude. I was like, good shit, dude. Oh, nice. That sounds like a nice time. It sounds like you had a lovely weekend with the fam. It, honestly, yeah, it was okay. It was it was a nice little trip. I enjoyed the farm. It was very picturesque. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still drained from it. Like it's just one of those ones where you're like, I'm. I have a job to do here. I have to rack up uncle points. Yeah, you have a role. Yeah, you've got a role, dude. Actually, that was one thing that we did around the campfire as well. We played Chinese whispers. Oh, great! And my my niece brings it up because she's like, she's as a child. She's like, yeah, let's play Chinese whispers. It's campfire with the adults, whatever. I'm like, whatever, dude. Fine, we'll play Chinese whispers, not knowing how fun it was going to be because mm-hmm. we have me, my sister, my niece, and then my mum and dad who don't speak English. Mm-hmm. Well, my dad speaks English. Right? My dad sort of speaks English. I feel like your mum's English might be on par with your Serbian. Exactly. Is that fair? I probably know Serbian a little bit better than she knows English. Serious? Yeah. But she's been here a while now. Yeah, yeah. But she's been inside. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> like, she's not out here fucking chilling, dude. She's no, that's fair. She's, she she's goes to keeping IGA. the culture alive. That's fine. That's it. It's like she goes to IGA, she gets bread and whatever the fuck else, and mm-hmm. then comes back. She knows the English for like, how much is this? Mm-hmm. Like... And fucking, she's a busy lady. She raised us, no disrespect whatsoever. Dad was the one that had the privilege to be able to go out and learn English. Yes, your dad was the one that made the money, so he had to deal with people that spoke English. So your dad knows English well. Your mom, 50-50. Sure. And then Jay, who is my sister's husband, who doesn't know any Serbian. Um, Is he Australian? He's Australian. Mm -hmm. And playing Chinese whispers with people that don't speak the same language is the funnest shit, dude. Sorry, people that don't speak the same language and then also a toddler who is just getting a grip on language in general. There's a strong argument to say that toddlers don't speak English very well either. Dude, I've never laughed harder in my life. And there was a moment where Biljana, my sister, she realized what we had in front of us. Mm -hmm. And she was like, it it goes, Biljana, then me, then the toddler, (laughs) then my dad. And then my mom. Oh, right? yes, your Jay. mom was at the end. Right? Fuck yeah. And so, Bianca realized what we had in front of us. And she was like, hey, I got one. And I was like, yeah, yeah, hit me. And she goes, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? And oh, I was like, dope. great. I give it to my niece. I'm like, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? She looks at me. She has no idea what I've said, but she's confident. She's like, got it. <laughs> she runs over to my dad. And I can hear her go, choy, 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 choy. And then my dad in Serbian goes, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Give us a Serbian. Give he us goes, a Serbian. Bog fuck. <laughs> He's like dumbfounded. Well, that's the game. That's the game. What did she say? Have you seen the new, uh, the new podcast launch? What? No. Fantastic. Podcast launch. There is a podcast coming out in Australia that has been getting a lot of social media attention. Mm. Now, the podcast is called No Laughing Matter. And the tagline is the podcast no one wants to hear. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what the podcast is about or can you guess? Here's the thing. If you can guess and you swear to God you haven't seen what I'm talking about. You haven't seen it? No, I don't think I've seen it. I'll give you 50 bucks if you can guess what this podcast is. No about. Laughing Matter? Yep. No Laughing mud, uh, No laughing Matter, the podcast no one wants to hear. 
what is this podcast about? It's going to be some fucked. Is it like a podcast about like what it's like living with cystic fibrosis? No, but you're on the right track. You have to give it to me. What? Is okay. It? No laughing matter. The podcast no one wants to hear mm-hmm. is a podcast raising awareness for incest with stories about incest. <laughs> Told by your favorite comedians. Who are the comedians? There's a whole slew of them. Uh, famous Australian comedians are listed in the bio, which I'm hesitant to say any names now because I can't remember off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But it's incest stories. Given by Husey or some no, shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sent into the podcast, told by quote unquote Husey. That's what I'm saying. So, Correct. So people go like, I found out that she was my cousin or whatever. Correct. But in Husey's voice. People being like, my dad fucked me. <laughs> oh. My kids, they're sexy. <laughs> Fucking a very niche new character for Wifery Lunch. Incest Husey. <laughs> God damn, that's a fucking special unlock. <laughs> My wife, she's always telling me you gotta stop vaping. So I did. Fingering my daughter instead. <laughs> My wife's Not the same. My wife's my sister. That's the punchline. I'm incest Husey. <laughs> I'm incest Husey. Incest Husey. Husey, we've got a problem. Not enough incest. Not <laughs> enough incest. Solve this. Turn your mum into your sister. Turn your sister into your wife. I'm incest Husey. Husey, welcome to the Mars Singer. Is it my wife? She's my sister. <laughs> incest Husey. Welcome to the Mars Singer where I get my sister to sing and then I have sex with her. Yeah, yeah come yeah, on. Yeah, come on. Incest Husey. Incest Husey. Come on. <laughs> That's so fucking stupid. (laughs) It's just using, just fucking says shit jokes and then goes, come on, it's just using. Dude, we gotta call this episode incest (laughs) using. Yeah, we do. Obviously, we do. Obviously, fuck. this we're has got to be incestuous. We're going to get an email from Doug and be like, take the fucking episode Take this fucking Take this Jesus fucking down. Christ. It's like, technically, it's not information. What, no, what is it? Fucking defamation? Technically, it's not defamation because we're not talking about you. We're talking about a bizarro you. Yeah, it's parody. That is incest, Husey. He's a character. He got bitten <laughs> by an incest spider. So, technically, you can't sue us. Us at Magic Mike told him about it. <laughs> Why don't we try and get him on the pod? We're like, this is this is Earth 615, where incest Husey exists. Husey. He's in the same universe as Black Spider-Man. Anyway, it's on the 31st of August in Sydney, and I kind of want to go. We should go. I, well, we're in Brisbane. Oh, we are in Brisbane. That night, we are doing Comedy Untamed in Brisbane on the 31st. That's so trip. Damn, dude, that would have been really fun to go to. Dude. And just like... Take very serious because I'll tell you what we should listen to the podcast. We should actually be like, what is what's the angle here? Is yeah. it the fact that incest jokes have gone too far? 
Is that what he's saying? Do we I don't know? know. Like, I literally, it's so muddled. I have no idea. Because I don't think anyone was laughing just at the concept of incest itself. No, it's a horrible concept. It's a horrible thing. That's reserved for making fun of just like Tasmanians. Dude, Tasmania's copped it so hard with incest. Yeah. Man. That is so unfair, I feel like. I've been to Tasmania. I'm like, this doesn't feel particularly... Like, I don't think incesty is a thing. No. But if it was, I don't think Tasmania is Tasmania it. doesn't feel incesty. No, it feels Adelaide like feels more incesty. Tasmania copped it unnecessarily hard, dude. It's like how I feel with Greeks and about, like... um, You know how, like, now when you'll say something about, like... Like, you know the Greeks and someone will go, like, Oh, the Greeks, they fucking love Daniel. Gay sex. Right? Everyone always goes there. Where it's like the Greeks chopped it so hard about gay sex because the Spartans fucked each other and boys and shit and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like they fucking. How long ago was that? Seven hundred, seven hundred years ago, thousand years ago. What the fuck? What are we looking at? The Spartans, yeah. Alex. The Spartans, yeah. About two thousand five hundred, but there you know, go. ballpark. Yeah, okay. cool. yeah, sure, yeah, sure, whatever, yeah. dude. A long time ago. <laughs> We're both smart. Yeah. Well, okay. So the Greeks co- cop a bad rap. The Greeks. The Greeks. <laughs> The fucking Greeks copped it so hard. They fucking did what they had to do. You fucking take a risk on fucking 2,000-year-old pussy. See what the fuck happens to you. I'm doing butthole all day. That was before medicine. If you tried pussy, if you were the guy that tried pussy when the Spartans around, I'd be like, do you have a death wish, dude? Just fuck the butthole. <laughs> They're both dirty. One, you know the dirty. One is used to being dirty. Yeah. One, the body's like, yeah, I have literal shit flowing through me, so I learn how to deal with it. The other one, the hole at the top eats too much yogurt, and all of a sudden it's fucked. Dude, the other one, you look at it wrong, it gets a UTI. Yeah, 100%. Why don't you go for the thing that just looks like an opening that's perfect to put your dick in? I c- and you have one, so you can trust it. Yes. You know what's going on You know, on know with what's it. happening. You know the ecosystem. I understand the Greeks. What, what kind of lunatic are you that you're doing pussy in the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Spartan era, dude. Did you have you ever read the Kama Sutra? I've I've dabbled. And? Pretty good. What is it, is it just diagrams? Put it this way, right? This is the way I'd put it. The Kama Sutra. Could you get it on audiobook? It's no you can't you get have it. to read you, it. You eat the pictures. You need the pictures. You need the Oh, so there's actual visuals. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like this is a penis. Going into a vagina. <laughs> into a vagina. Into a vagina. <laughs> It's when you read it, you start to realize it's the basis for our complete and comprehensive understanding of how to have sex. Oh, well, okay, okay. So before the Kama Sutra, they were just like, bro, I would love to. I just don't know what the fuck. What can, do I do? Can I be, no, it's not that. Like, we all know how to have sex. Everyone knows how to have sex. Wait, do I just chuck it up there? Like, what the f- Do I just... All right, I got the cum in my hand now. Do I just chuck <laughs> it up? <laughs> is, is coming on the face in the Kama Sutra? I believe so, yeah. Is it really? Dude, the Kama Sutra. What point does that salt serve in the Kama Sutra? Kama Sutra is not about reproduction. It's about pleasure. Oh, okay. Kama Sutra is about deriving as much pleasure from sex as you possibly can. And then, uh, so here's the change, right? Here's the change. When we started trading with India, and the Kama Sutra became a thing that became known throughout the world, mm. we started seeing sex viewed as a pleasure thing. It arguably led to the downfall of mainstream religion. Okay. So before it, sex was a very sinful act and you were a dirty motherfucker for doing it. Yeah. But if you were married, you had to because God said. Sure. When the Kama Sutra came on with the exploration of the new world, it it started developing this uh, libertarian ideal mm-hmm. that you can have sexual pe- uh, sex for pleasure to the common mass. Mm-hmm. So like the royals were always doing that. They were always fucking jacking off into pot plants and doing whatever they wanted. Sure. And the common man, everyone was still doing that. Sex was still good, but it was this huge taboo thing. Kama Sutra permeated 
the Western ideal and culture of what it meant to have sex. And it, you know, you, there's a strong argument that you can link the spreading of the Kama Sutra to the suffragette movement and the women's liberation. Holy fuck. Yeah, like you can trace it all the way forward to women's liberation because of this idea that sex can be pleasurable for women too. So you're saying that a woman one day saw the Kama Sutra diagram of getting cummed on on the face and went, I deserve to vote. Correct, you under. Cool. Okay, got it. Got There's it. a couple of generations in between <laughs> that, but yes, 100%. Sure. A woman saw a picture that said anal and went, you know what? I'm going right. to run for parliament. I like that. That's yeah. mad. If you I can really, take a dick, I can get to the House of Lords. You might be the only person that's ever found a line between the suffragette movement and getting cummed on on the face. Correct, Imundo, and I think I've found it. Do you feel comfortable with leaving that in the podcast? 100%. Cool. <laughs> cool, just checking. Dude, it permeated. So you can't sue me in 20 years. Cum- like, I never worked a day after that. <laughs> Kama Sutra permeated like a banana in a lunchbox. It went through everything. Right. It changed. And single-handedly jump-started the suffragette movement. Do you want to hear something fucking mental? Do you want to hear a huge historical leap I'm about to make? Yes. Okay. Kama Sutra permeated the sexual lexicon, which allowed people to evolve their concept of sexuality and what it meant to be a sexual mm-hmm. a sexual creature, mm-hmm. which led to the idea of pleasure, which led to the backlash of pre- uh, pleasure, mm-hmm. which led to... Dr. Kellogg. Uh, instilling, Got to make cornflakes. Yeah. Instilling abstinence and establishing a cereal brand that would make you not horny. The reason you eat Special K is because someone dropped the Kama Sutra on Europe in the 1700s. And they weren't ready for it. And they weren't ready for it. So you're telling me the reason that breakfast exists... Is because Doc, the guy that made cornflakes, is threatened by horniness. That's exactly what I'm saying. He was so, he was so afraid that people would be horny in the morning. Dude, Doctor Kellogg is its own thing. Doctor Kellogg created a retreat that um, helped people get over being horny. So he really believed in enemas, and here's where it backfired. People love shit being stuck in their butt. <laughs> yeah. And so it made people more horny, but he insisted that an enema every morning <laughs> stopped you from being horny. And in order to stop being horny, he invented cornflakes, Dude. which developed the offshoot, which became Special K. And your mum eats Special K because she's horny, but doesn't like to admit it. Dude, there is nothing funnier than shoving something up someone's ass, trying to stop them from being horny. And then <laughs> them getting and horny. you're in the lab going, you're like, no, stop it. No, you're not supposed... Fuck. You're not supposed to be getting hard right now. Fuck it, I'm making Fruit Loops. Fuck this. (laughs) Just a lifetime of shoving stuff up someone's asshole. And they'd be like, fuck it, dude. I'm making breakfast cereal. (laughs) Have you been following the uh, dying climate scandal that's going on? No. Okay, fantastic. So... uh, there's a mountain called K2. It's the world's second highest summit. And it has an 8,611 meter range. And it's in <laughs> Pakistan in the Karakoram region. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's the thing. Yeah. It's been in the news because it's on like the, like the climbers, like biggest list climb, right? Uh-huh. A little while ago, there was a person that was dying, like freezing to death on the side of the mountain. And all of these climbers just walked over him. Oh my God. Like stepped over this Sherpa. Brother, you can't do that. I know. 
That was my thought. You can't do it. So I've been following the story very closely because it was like initially man dies on K2, blah, blah, blah. And then it started turning into man dies on K2 after several witnesses say they saw him dying to this aggressive blaming of people that stepped over him. And I found this article about it. So controversial footage captures the controversial moments the climbers step around dying porter Muhammad Hassan on their way to the top of the mountain renowned for being the world's deadliest on July 27th. So this has been captured on film. Norwegian mountaineer Christine Harila is at the center of the controversy. On reaching K2 summit, the 37-year-old set the record for climbing the world's highest 14 peaks, achieving the feat in just 92 days. But at what cost? Harila and other climbers have been accused of putting personal glory ahead of humanity. So, this is the point where they go, hey, we're going to let Harila defend herself here. Mm-hmm. What has she got to say? Austrian mountaineer Philippe ha- Flaming shot the footage and claims that Hassan was still moving three hours after a serious fall and remained alive. So, the man that filmed it said, this man was still alive while around 50 people climbed past him. Now... Back to Harila. Harila faced the full fury of the public with the blizzard of her hateful comments on her Instagram account claiming she walked on by and did nothing. This was her defense, and I will do it in a dumb Norwegian voice. Great. I feel angry at how many people have been blaming others for this tragic accident. This was no one's fault. You cannot comment when you do not understand the situation, and sending death threats is never okay. In her lengthy post, she went on to explain that several members of her team, herself included, tried to assist the falling porter for 90 minutes before an avalanche distress call forced her to leave Hassan with a cameraman to go higher up. Not lower. Oh, shit. Higher up. Hassan was reportedly an inexperienced operator in high alpine environments, having previously only worked at base camp. Okay, well, at what point does it become his fault? Hold on. However... He took on the role with a rope-fixing team at high elev- elevations to earn money. They also left To him? pay for his mother's medical treatment. Oh, okay. It gets well, fuck. so I, much darker. God damn it, dude. But also to be like, this was no one's fault. We were told to go higher and then have a cameraman being like, we saw you step over him. Uh, dude, this is the thing. Anytime someone goes, this is no one's fault, it's like, it might be your fault. You might just have wanted to set a world record. Hey? I feel like what? So the mountains K two. So is that like the next Everest? What yeah, it's, it's, it's the second it's... highest peak after Everest. So it's not even Everest. So you not let Everest. a man die for not Everest, you, which you... is the by the way we've already discussed the most whatever achievement anyway. Yes, you've let someone die on not Everest, and not only have you not let them die, you've actively ignored them as you stepped over them to achieve what will only ever amount to a silver medal in a competition no one gives a fuck about. Yeah. Uh, essentially you've let a man die so you can remain irrelevant yeah cool crazy okay. fantastic good for you i feel like that is one of the most horrible stories of all time dude so the guy had to watch people step over me he'd be like brother brother oh, okay yeah all right, brother 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 brother, oh. brother please Please, please. Sorry, I have to Sorry, do this. Sorry, I just for this me. is a, my shaman told me that I should try new things, and K two is the way I'm doing this it. This is my mental health Monday. I don't interact with people who are my giving me bad is, vibes. He's broken. He's broken. Please, it's it's still fixable. I'm not dead. <laughs> please, I could still be very alive. I've got maybe three, four hours. I'm very <laughs> much still alive. Please. <laughs> 
no, sorry, it's just not going to happen for you. Thank you. Oh, my God, thank you. Have a good day, though. Bye. I bet you it amounted to, could I please just borrow your satellite phone for 10 minutes? 10 minutes, please. I need to please. tell someone. I have easily four or five hours left. I'm still not going to die for quite some time. No, sorry. Sorry. We're busy doing a thing. That's so fucking hectic. Poor guy. Jesus Christ. Died on the, died on the second sickest mountain. And you know what? His mother's going to die now, too. Poor bastard. Yeah. His medical, her mother's medical bills are insane. Yeah, oh, dude, I forgot about that. He was, I don't know how that correlates unless he was doing like a fucking cell photos on top of K two or whatever the fuck. Does yeah, I'm not sure. Fun, what do you, what do you exactly fund? I've never understood fundraising minus actually selling products. When someone's like, I'm running for a cure, I'm like, I don't get it. Is it a GoFundMe? Like, do they send you money for how far you run? Okay, let's use Movember. Movember is such a great example. Sure. So Movember is, uh, you go, hey, I'm growing a mo for all of Movember. Who will sponsor me? And theoretically, people pitch in like, I'll give you 20 bucks to wear a mo for sure. Movember. And that's the goal. But Movember's developed into a cultural thing now where dudes just have mustaches in November. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. It just always out. There is no lower rung of charity like awareness charities. Yeah. I feel like, remember back in the day, they would make you do like, in school, they would be like, and Melissa's doing the 40 hour famine. She's going to go without her phone for 40 hours. Do you remember that? Yeah, but I went without food for 40 hours. You're telling me I could have just skimped on it? Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, dude, how, I don't know how yours ran, but in our school, it was like, you can just give up something for 40 hours. It wasn't give up food for 40 hours. It was like, well, I'm raising money and for 40 hours, I'm not going to wear my favorite shoes. <laughs> like, And here I was not eating for 40 hours. Yeah. Oh, dude. Starving. You did it. You did it. Hey, you should do it. I fucking, brother, I was, I remember like watching chicks get up on stage at assembly, but I gave up my hat for 40 hours and I'd be like, I feel like this isn't appropriate. I feel like this would also make Somali refugees cry. Be like, you're telling me, I'm sorry, first off, thank you for the $640, mm. but also you're telling me she just gave up wearing socks? Dude, we I should, would kill for a pair of socks. We should do the 40 hour famine now as adults and be like, I've given up jacking myself into oblivion for 40 hours Dude, to raise money much, for world hunger. How much money do you reckon we could raise if we both gave up, quote unquote, jacking, jacking yourself into oblivion for 40 hours? Dude, I reckon we could or we could, we could make, raise some oh, serious coins. A fair, dude. We should do like a behind-the-scenes documentary of like twenty-second <laughs> hour of not Jackie as I've believe we're like sweating. We're like, I don't know if I can make it. <laughs> <laughs> With like the night vision lens on, like they've come into like when you're like, oh, I want to check myself to oblivion so hard. When I set out on this, I thought it would be a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> All right, another restless sleep ahead of me. <laughs> and then they check on you in the morning and you're like white. Wide you're awake. Like, you're like, like white and shaking. Turns out I spent a lot of time in oblivion. <laughs> I, I don't know how I deal with this. God damn. How God. much longer do we have? 16 hours? I'm not going to fucking oh, make fuck, it, boys. 16 hours. Jesus Christ. How do refugees do it? God this damn. is insane. The, the circle in the 16 makes it look like a tit. Fuck. <laughs> 
Don't get God, me started on 28 hours. That's two tits sideways. Oh, what the fuck, fuck do I do? I want to jack myself into oblivion. I'm so bad into so oblivion. So fucking hard. Jesus Christ. How much money have we made? Oh my God. That one's looking like some fucking sexy ass flat titted hot like, piece of, hot piece of die ass. die like 39 uh, hours in from cum buildup. <laughs> yeah, just like... They banned the 40 hour famine. <laughs> So we can't do it anymore. God, that's good. It, it, we can't do it anymore. Uh, two people died after <laughs> not jacking themselves off into oblivion. Which is worse than the humanitarian crisis coming out of East Africa. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening to white people. We need to stop. Dude, that's so great. We should do it. We should do it this year. We should do the 40-hour famine, not jacking ourselves into oblivion for 40 hours. It is... Crazy easy to set up, <laughs> but here's the deal, right? Here's the deal. This is a great bit, mm. but we need to do it. Yeah, like for forty hours, we will not jack <laughs> oh, ourselves dude. off into oblivion. Stay tuned on social media, where it's like two hours. It's like, guys, I've given up the forty-hour famine. I would like to thank my friends, my family, <laughs> God Himself. I wasn't strong enough this time. Yeah, Can we dude. do a forty-hour famine, but that's only out of necessity? Bro, I'll save a lot of money. Tell me about it. Fucking hell. Especially now, like, I'm so sick of, because I'm like, because just general work, you like look at the news all the time and I just see so much horrible, fu- a constant cons- cost of living, crisis news and shit like that. Fuck. Dude. It, it's, I'll tell you what it is. It's right now, all the news is like the cost of living crisis. I know you think it was bad, but it's way worse than you thought it was. Yeah. And then it's like, you won't believe what this Aussie superstar was caught at the beach doing. And then you look at what the Aussie superstar is and you realize it's an obviously paid for like, yeah. random influencer that paid to be in the in fucking news.com.au. Yeah, 100%. Which I, I only realized recently, I'm like, oh, you can pay for these. Dude, the news, the six o'clock news has paid ads now. Does it really? Yeah, dude. Have you not seen them? No. Particularly in Queensland, they'll be like, they'll cut from a story of a woman who lost their dog to a pit bull. And then they'll go, and in other news, you might think that sleeping on your back is difficult, but one Aussie mattress brand might be able to help no you out. No fucking way. John from Koala Mattresses has invented a way. Yeah, they just do ad spots on the news now. Oh, it's dude, fucking mental. Because If you scroll through news.com.au now, it's literally, there are some where it's like, Patricia was caught wearing a very sheer dress. And you're like, who the fuck is Patricia? And then you look, look at the article. It's like a chick with like 4,000 followers who paid for the article. Yes. To like boost something going. I'm like, oh, you can pay for these. I'm just going to start fucking doing it. I'm going to start having thumbnails, dude. I'm fucking news.com.au. But not for me, probably for you or like friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, dude, if we have just, enough money, we should start paying for friends to have their own news article. It would be sick to be able to pay $5,000 to have the paparazzi come take photos of you while you're taking Bugle for a walk. And it's like, just like comedian Sam Bowden looking like shit. <laughs> and like, it's on national news. <laughs> you won't believe Alex Malinkovich's coffee order. And it's just you ordering a coffee. Just, vaping just, just uh, it's like six sugars jesus someone has a sweet tooth you it's find like photos of me like, what the fuck get out of my face yo I, I know we've had a lot of raised money ideas in this podcast but we could raise money to do one for wall free lunch for, for news.com.au yeah yeah like two podcast hosts you won't believe what these two podcast hosts did at the dog park yeah as you and i at the dog park and we've just got no pants on just found sucking each other off <laughs> <laughs> News.com.au 
two mid to low level podcast comedians in Sydney found sucking each other off in Elizabeth Park. <laughs> Still the same pose of us, like trying to put our hands out, trying to hide the cameras. Fuck off. When reached out to for comment, they said, fuck off, we're sucking each other off. You know how comedians have that thing that they, they all go up on stage and go like, okay, I know I look like whatever, whatever, whatever. I wanted to ask you, I've never been able to identify what I look like. Right. Because some comics are very good at Some comics go up and they go like, I look like this. And th- they say whatever it is. And you're like, that's exactly what they look That's really good. I've never been able to nail it. Okay. I've tried so many times and every time it gets nothing. Like almost people like he doesn't even, he isn't even aware of himself. I only have one I look like comparison joke and it's sandwiched in a much longer bit. What's your I look like comparison? I know I look like a, uh, a uh, what's, uh, what's, it's the, it's the uh, one I do about casting types. It was like kind of looking for a, a uh, oh, chubby loser, a, a midway between, um, and the mama's boy, a sweaty midway between Kevin Rudd and Rupert Grint. Oh, what's the chubby loser thing? Oh, that's uh, once you go further on. That's not a deal. I'm sorry. Where did the chubby loser thing come from, <laughs> motherfucker? Do you want to no, break that down? What the fuck? I never on, said that. That's yes, it is. That's the later later on in the bit when you go like, I ex- I expected that thing to go on and eviscerate my character. It's like look, not at the beginning. It's like looking for a chubby loser. Oh that's halfway yeah, between yeah, yeah, yeah. Something in a mama's boy. I will yes. advertise for you. that's that. I'm not looking. Fuck- no, you're not actually. That's fair. Looking for chubby loser. Yes, correct. Yes. I pay attention. Fucking dickhead. Sorry, dude, sorry, I got offended. I'm not married to that part. Sorry, yes. I 100%. like that part. I like the part. Okay, so this is what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Fucking calm I'm down. Kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm je- No, but I'm jealous of that shit. You Fuck look it. like a you look like a henchman that gave up in the first year of the tape course. It's pretty good. That's there good. you go. That's not bad. That's good. There we go. I kind of don't mind that. Like a sen- yeah, I, I'll take a sensitive henchman. You like you look like the security guard to a blue light disco. <laughs> that's what you <laughs> fucking look like, actually. <laughs> That's great. To picture a world where I'm like, not with those shoes and they're light up sneakers. I'm like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are those the ones with the wheels in the base? Yeah, yeah sorry, brother. Sorry, brother. Not those, mate. Not your night. Can't have you speeding around here. How many jelly beans you had? <laughs> oh, okay. That's... All right. That's fine. You're allowed in. So, second question. How many jelly beans in that jar? And if I see you Monday because I'm a teacher's aide as well. <laughs> I'm the groundskeeper. <laughs> you, look, you also look like a teacher's aide that knows how to bond with the students. Yeah, I feel like in another life I would have been something akin to like a, a like a, a fucking chaplain. Yeah, right. Yeah, I feel yeah. like in another life I would have been a chaplain life. of some sort. Um, not in this life, but I do feel the the call from the spirits every now and again, dude. Yeah, I get that. I I was I was very contemplating uh, being a pastor in my teenage years. Yeah. Yeah. And? Dick was better. I don't know what to tell you. Do you think that's the real thing that discouraged you from it? The fact that you're like, I can't be gay and a pastor? Yes. Yeah? Oh, yeah, 100%. Wow. I couldn't reconcile that feeling with my religious feeling. Like, I just couldn't. It didn't make sense to me. Sure. I knew one existed. I didn't know the other did. Okay. That was it. Where do you stand on the spiritual spectrum now, brother? Um... I don't. I, I so I either believe none of the gods are real and all of them are, or all of them are. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a complete crackpot thing, but either none of it's real, or all of it's real, and every god only exists as much as people believe in them. So God stops existing the moment you stop believing him, but the moment you do believe in him, mm-hmm. the moment he becomes real. 
you tolper him into that situation. It's like a tooth fairy situation. Correct him or no. But the tooth fairy just isn't real. Whereas these gods are a collective uh, institution based on people's beliefs of them. So, for instance, if one and a half billion people believe in Islam, then for one and a half billion people, Islam is very real. And it is real. But isn't it weird that in the West is the one place where you can believe in Jesus and the tooth fairy and Santa Claus? Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Like, there's no Islamic tooth fairy. No. Like, it's just Allah, he's the one that comes and gets the teeth. Yeah, Allah comes and gets <laughs> the teeth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, no, there's no room for anyone else. It's just Allah. Yeah. Like, that's it. Well, because right? it's only like... But here it's like, yeah, there's Jesus and also the tooth fairy and also the Easter bunny. There's no Islamic Easter bunny. Yeah, it's not fun. No. Islam hasn't been around long enough to get fun for anyone other than the bros. I feel like it isn't this super old. I thought Islam was very old. It's the youngest of the major religions. So you think in a thousand years when Islam is very old, they'll have an Islamic tooth fairy? Yeah, they'll start having parties. But it's just interesting to me because I feel like in all the other religions... It, there's the main guy, and yeah. anything beyond that would be heresy. You can't believe in other stuff that's made up. But in Christianity, it's like, yeah, and the Easter Bunny is also a thing. Like, it's you know what I mean? Like, Okay, all right. So, here's my theory, right? Mm. Judaism, one of the oldest religions in the world, arguably borrowed a lot from the Canaanites. There's historical analysis to suggest their concept of God was actually just a golden bull that the Canaanites used to worship. But whatever. Cool. Their shit, boring now. It's Boring. Okay, sweet. So I can't do anything Saturday from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I literally can't do anything. Turn the lights off. Do turn the lights off. Don't fucking watch telly. Do nothing. You have to do nothing. It's very hard to do nothing. Yeah. All right, great. Sweet. So I'm going to go to Shabbat every Friday night with my fucking family. Oh, my God. I got to wear a scarf. It's boring. Why? Because it's old. Sure. Christianity's still in that whole, like, we're still cool. Because you got the Easter Bunny, you got Santa Claus. Sure, it's all pagan bullshit, but they've got it. And they're like, it's totally fine for Christians to be like, yeah, it's Santa. Because they're in their sort of like, they're they're in their fucking 30s. They're like, let's go. And Islam is still in its rebellious teenage phase. So it's like, if you don't like me, fuck you. I don't care. You're nothing. But also, if you say anything, we'll kill you because fuck you. You're, dude, I really like that. Good analysis. That's what I'm saying. And then eventually Christianity is going to get very, very boring. Same with Judaism. And then Islam will start being like, we have Muhammad Claus. Yes. Muhammad Claus comes and he hits your wife for you. Yes. <laughs> you have to leave her under the tree. Leave out a shisha so we can still relax, have a good time. <laughs> like chill with the boys. Hey guys, leave out a shisha for Muhammad Claus. <laughs> His reindeer is a highlights that the Americans left. <laughs> Hey, should we call it there? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're done here. Fucking hell, dude. <laughs> uh, guys, six is still on sale for uh, Good Chat Comedy Club uh, September 1st, September 7th, September 1st. Uh, Warfare Lunch Live, September 2nd. Uh, Slings of Dickinos, Hog Boys 2. Hog Boys 2, Slings of Dickinos coming your way. Chubbed up and ready to party. Chubbed up, fat, unprotected, just for you. You only get accepted into the show if you can prove that you have a semi. Yep. And if you don't have a semi, don't worry. We'll sort you out. We'll sort you out, dude. All right. Love you, everybody. Love you, gang. Peace.